Tiki Hut Media. Hey there, and welcome to Soul Ramblings Podcast. I'm Jerry Wicker, the minister at Manatee Life Church, a multicultural United Methodist community of faith in Bradenton, Florida. Have a link in the show notes to that church. Invite you to go over and check that link out and find out what's happening at Manatee Life. You can join us live stream every Sunday morning at 1030 Eastern Time and keep up with what's happening at Manatee Life Church. This week, we're looking at the epiphany. This is the story of the Magi or the wise men, and we'll go over to the sanctuary. I will preface this by saying the audio quality is not going to be the best. We had some audio issues on this particular Sunday, so the audio quality is not going to be the best. You'll still be able to understand it and hear it, but just keep that in mind as we move forward. And before we go over to the sanctuary, just a rambling I had as we are continuing to look forward in this month of January. Recently, I was reading about the philosophical concept of being and becoming. Uh, To put it simply, all of us can value who we are presently, even as we desire to become something new. I love thinking about this as we start a new year. It's a good time to reflect and be grateful for who we are and how we've grown. The past year, 2022, had there were a lot of ups and downs, blessings and challenges, and stopping to consider how far we've come, the strides we've made, the mistakes we've learned from, and the high points of the past year leaves us grateful to be where we are right now. At the same time, we are all works in progress. God's not finished with us yet, and so it's a good thing to consider how we want to grow and change in 2023. I know a lot of us are looking for a new direction in our life. Many of us want to know where God is leading us or what God's purpose for our life might be. We even look for signs about which way to go or what decision to make. But hearing God's voice and being able to tell a difference between God's voice and our own is hard. But it's not impossible because nothing is impossible with God. And with that, we go over to the sanctuary now for Epiphany Sunday, the story of the Magi and the wise men, or the wise men going to visit Jesus from Matthew 2. And the title of this week's sermon is Looking for God. This week, Beth and I got a new TV. I'm excited about it. Beth, not so much, but I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. And in researching, when I get something new, especially something like that, I research it like crazy. I look at the different models and the brand. I want to make sure I get the latest technology that I can. And I did that. And Beth made a comment to me. She said, well, you know, how much, how long before this is out-of-date technology? And I said, well, the way technology goes, probably about three months if we're lucky. Uh, things go out of date pretty quickly. And as I was preparing for this morning and I remembered her comment, I thought about many Christmas gifts that we receive. We love receiving them. We love giving them. But a lot of times, if they're, if they're clothing they wear out eventually. If 
we give anything of material to one another. They're great, and that's a wonderful thing to do. But they become either out of date or they wear out, and so goes the process. We're celebrating Epiphany this morning, and it's the story of the Magi or the wise men who came to visit Jesus, and they brought gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, expensive, wonderful gifts. But those gifts are temporary. They wear out. After a while, they're not so expensive. After a while, the TV we got, it's not going to be worth as much as we paid for. The gift that God gave us in Jesus Christ, though, is of infinite worth and of infinite value. And so are all of you. Amen? Our scripture reading for the morning comes to us from Matthew's Gospel, the second chapter, the first twelve verses. Hear these holy words. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, asking, Where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising, and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem saying, go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been told, having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. O oh Lord, in the silence of this moment, prepare our hearts and our minds to hear your word and work your will in our lives. Amen. Today is Epiphany Sunday, according to the Christian calendar. And what do we mean by that? Actually, Epiphany itself was Friday, 12 days after Christmas. You wonder where we get the song, The Twelve Days of Christmas? It's this, actually, 
between Christmas Day and 12 days later, which was Friday. But epiphany is, that word is this realization, this this revelation, this moment of insight where something that was muddy or unclear to us or confusing becomes abundantly clear, crystal clear. And in our gospel lesson this morning, we meet some pretty interesting folk. They're called magi or wise men. Traditionally, we tend to believe that there are three of them because of the three gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. However, if you notice, in that passage we just read, there wasn't any mention of how many of them there were. Could it have been twelve? Thirteen? Could it, have, it may have been three. We don't know for sure. But we do know they brought the gifts. Magi is where we get our word magic from. And yet, these guys are not magicians. And we sang a song a minute ago, just a few minutes ago, at the beginning of our service. We three kings of Orient are. Well, they weren't kings. They were more like astrologers. And something in the sky is telling them that the cosmos is changing. Something's going on here. The star is a symbol of the light of the world. Light of the world. That's Jesus. So the first thing we get from this passage is that they followed the light. They follow the light. And that's good advice for us. Follow the light. Now, when you live in the city, it can be easy to forget what it's like to get away from street lights and big buildings and the big restaurant signs and car headlights and all the rest. A while back, well, last year, early last year, Beth and I took a trip back up to Tennessee, and we're from rural West Tennessee, and I just happened to be outside one evening and noticed it was a clear night, and just the stars were bright. The moon was shining. It was glorious. It was glorious. It was amazing. And I thought, you know, it's pitch black out here, but the sky was so clear, it wasn't so pitch black dark after all because of all this amazing light show going on. The stars and moon, brilliant, in focus. It lit up the night as far as the eyes could see. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. You've probably experienced that before. And for me, it, it brings us, when we experience something like that, it brings us closer to God in some way. It helps to remind us, I know it reminded me as I looked at that, looked at the vast universe, and realized how far away those stars really are. And mystery. And it causes us to wonder at what it all means. And I don't know about you, but the light from that night sky caused me to just say a brief prayer. Thank you, God. You are the way, the truth, and the life. 
helps us refocus. Step into a bigger reality than our sometimes small, boxed-in worldview. I realized, wow, I'm just a speck of dust compared to all of this. Look at this. This is amazing. It's a strange feeling. And so these magi, these wise men, they were people who had experienced this strange feeling. They heard the news. They had seen a sign in the sky. They went for it. They followed it. And they're people who are searching. They're looking. The world as they knew it was just not enough anymore for them. There had to be more. And so they were open to God's calling them. And a lot of times, that's how our relationship with God begins. We sense something, something calling us, a light, a shimmer of hope, a spark of love. And so we start on the journey. The United Methodist pastor by the name of James Howell, he's quoted as saying this, God seems to have put some unquenchable hankering into all of us for, yes, for God. Now, hankering, that's a, that's a southern word. <laughs> we say hankering a lot in the south. Have you experienced that, though? Are you experiencing that now? It's, it's, a, it's a continual longing. It's a continual journey. And that's the second thing that I think we get from this. This is not just a one-time event. Because life is really a journey of epiphanies. You know, when we're, when we're looking for God, when we're searching for something, there's way too much to absorb in just one experience. One epiphany. If we are seeking to walk with God on a daily basis, our lives become filled with epiphanies all over the place, nearly all the time, and they come in the most unexpected ways. When Beth and I have been in Florida for ten years now, and ten years ago, we had not been here very long, I was uh, given the wonderful task by my loving wife to go to Walmart one morning. Uh, those of you who know me know that that's not my favorite thing in the world to do. But if you go, I do suggest, I do suggest you go early in the morning. <laughs> so we're, I'm, I'm in Walmart and I'm getting things on the list and things that Beth has, has told me that we needed. And the overhead, the overhead music was playing. There were, I don't know, probably 20, 25 people in the whole store. Not a lot of people at that time. And I'm pushing my cart around, getting this, getting that. And there's this song that comes on the music overhead. And it's, it's a secular song. It's by a fellow I don't know if you're familiar with. He, he passed away a few years ago. His name's Tom Petty. And Tom Petty had a song, it was called Free Falling. And Free Falling came on the speakers. And it's one of the songs I've always enjoyed. And so I was kind of singing it to myself as I'm shopping. And I got to notice him when it came to the chorus. Well, I'm free, free falling. I hear voices all around me. Not a lot of people in there. 
but the voices are echoing, and I'm pushing my cart around, and there's senior citizens, there's parents, there's children, there's 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 white folks and black folks and all different, just a wide variety of people singing. Well, I'm free, free falling, and I thought I thought this is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. I never knew Tom Petty crossed all these boundaries. I never knew that. I thought he was an artist from just my generation. He was multi-generational, multicultural, multicultural. And then I thought the epiphany for me was, as I was checking out and I was thinking about that and got in my car and headed home and I kept pondering that and I thought, I believe the epiphany for me is God just gave me a glimpse of what heaven must be like. All kinds of people singing in unison. Our differences did not matter in that moment. What made us different did not matter. I don't know that we'll be singing Tom Petty songs when we get to heaven. But I believe we'll all be singing in unison and praising God. So I got a glimpse. A glimpse. So, just like with the birth of Jesus in unexpected ways, Jesus did not arrive in a palace. He arrived in a stable, and laid in a manger. Unexpected. We experience an epiphany when God shows up in those unexpected and surprising ways. But, when we get off course and stop seeking, stop looking, that's when life gets drab, dark, and dull. That's one of the reasons why it is so important for us, church, to have a daily devotion life. Whether it's reading the upper room every morning, or Jesus calling every morning, or whatever devotion you read. Being involved in a Bible study. Definitely coming to worship on a weekly basis. As well as putting our faith into action through serving others in love. That can involve things, serving others in love. That can be something so mundane as smiling and being friendly to the person taking our order at the restaurant. Another thing that happened to me. Beth, once again, gave me a, a task. She asked me to stop at a subway and pick up a couple of sub sandwiches for for dinner one night. Okay. I stopped in the subway, and I forget now what it what it was. I think they were out of, of some sort of cheese. Uh, and I, she asked, what kind of cheese do you want? And I, I told her, I think I said uh, American or something. And she said, oh, I'm sorry, we don't have any of that. I said, well, here's the comment I made to her. And I didn't think anything about it. I said, well, if that's the worst thing that happens to me today, I'm in good shape. She stopped and she said, 
you are the nicest person that has been in here in weeks. I said, I, I said, what? Yeah, I said, what? What are you talking about? She said, when I tell people that we're out of something, you would have thought, look, it was the apocalypse. Yeah. She said, they, she's seen people have meltdowns because they're out of tomatoes. I, I said, well, you know, I might, I might want a tomato if you don't have them. I'd be disappointed in that, but I'm not going to have a meltdown over it. It's something just so mundane as that. Being nice and understanding with people that are serving us. Right? Being kind when we may not feel like it. Keep... I'm not judging here. This one's tough on me too. Keeping a tight rein on our tongue when we're tempted to talk bad about someone else behind their back. Hmm. It can involve volunteering, teaching a Sunday school class, visiting people who are lonely, and working for justice on behalf of the poor and the marginalized in some form or fashion. There's a, there's a small group of area pastors that I'm a part of, and we get together and meet every month. I have not been able to attend as much because, as many of you know, uh, up until the end of the year, I had a full-time job. And so my schedule did not allow me to go every month. We talk about God, look at scriptures, listen to one another, pray for one another in our ministries. And those times that I've been unable to make it, and I'm looking forward now that I'm solely here to being able to do that again. But the times I'm unable to make it, I really, really miss it. It's a spiritual life raft for me. And as we continue to meet together and we text one another and send each other email, we find ourselves becoming good friends. I would ask you, do you have a group like that? If you don't, there's not any reason you can't start one. And there is nothing more exciting than being on a journey with God along with other people. Searching, looking together. What a journey it must have been for those who first followed that star. They had traveled to see royalty, and then they were led to kneel before a young boy born of poor parents in some backwater town. They must have thought about and talked about this particular journey for the rest of their lives. They had bowed down and worshipped Jesus, the one true God. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And then there was the dream. They'd been warned in this dream not to go back to Herod. And so they went home by another route or another road, as our scripture says. And I thought, what if they had ignored that dream? What if they had gone back to Herod anyway? Sometimes I think about how often I ignore the warnings of God or even the callings of God. 
I mean, when I'm faced with a moral dilemma, when I'm at a crossroads where I have to make a decision about what to do, do I do it Jerry's way or do I do it God's way? Do I take the selfish route or God's route? Do I give in to the temptation even when I know there's a different way, a better way, God's way? Do I fail to reach out to those who could benefit from a loving reply, an empathetic ear, a box of food, some money? Because it's not convenient for me to help. Do I cross over to the other side and keep going, so to speak, like the priest and the Levite in the story of the Good Samaritan? Or do I take up my cross and follow Christ into the uncomfortable, the difficult, the risky, the costly? I mean, when I look look at others, no matter who they are, no matter what they're doing, no matter how obnoxious they may act, can we remember how much God loves them? And if so, can we learn to love them as God loves them? And if we perhaps look upon ourselves and find things that are repulsive and disgusting and painful and hostile toward God, can we learn to love ourselves despite these things? Because here's news, good news, God loves us despite those things. God's grace is costly because it calls us to follow. And it's grace because it calls us to follow Jesus Christ. And in following Jesus Christ, we find life. We find meaning. We find love. Love for God. Love for self. Love for others. We find out who we are and whose we are. And we become who we are ultimately meant to be. And so... We find ourselves thinking of those wise men, those magi. They traveled nearly two years after they first saw the star. And I find myself wondering, what stirred in their hearts to cause them to risk so much? And all they were doing was what we are all created to do, whether we we realize it or they realized it or not. They were looking for God. We have a good friend. As a matter of fact, she's Beth's childhood friend. And she told me this one time, and it stuck with me for many, many years. She said, we are all created with a God-sized hole in our hearts that can only be filled with God's love. That's amazing. We're looking for God whether we realize it or not. The magi, the wise men, they were looking for God whether they realized it or not. Again, God seems to put, have put some unquenchable hankering into all of us for, yes, for God. A few years ago, I had a frequent customer at a store I worked in, and he was a local business owner, and he also pastored a church. I wasn't familiar with his particular denomination, and he and I kind of established a, a bit of a relationship. He came in frequently, and we talked about 
various things. And I asked him one day about his denomination, and he was explaining it to me, and he said something that stuck with me as well. He said, the best way I can describe us is we don't fight about Jesus. We just try and focus on love. That's a good mission statement, I think. We don't fight about Jesus. We focus on love. Love God. Love others. That is what Jesus Christ taught. That is how He lived. And that's ultimately why He died. God is love. And love is the light shining in the darkness. Love is that which evil cannot overcome. Love is what we all need. It is the most important thing in all the world. God's love, church. God's love. That is the epiphany. It is the epiphany. God's love. People still seek it. People are looking for it. May we help them find it by being like stars shining in the night sky. Leading them to Christ through love. Helping them to travel by a different road or a different route so we can all experience and live into a different kind of life. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's pray. Almighty God, Restorer, Creator, Savior, Redeemer, we thank You for all that You have done for us. Help us to remember this moment in connection with You. No matter what struggles we face with the week ahead, help us to remember You in everything that we do. May we carry Your love in our hearts throughout every moment of every day. We pray that we may become examples of Your love to the rest of the world. Amen. And now as we leave this place, receive this benediction. The epiphany for us is in looking for God. There is hope. There is a reason to rejoice, my friends. There is a reason to get up in the morning. For God so loved you, and God so loved me, and God so loved the world. And all God's people said, go in peace. Hey, be sure to join us next week when we begin a new series on the Apostles' Creed. The entire series is called Truths That Unite, and we'll begin that next week. We'll be talking about and teaching about where God may be leading us as we have at Manatee Life Church begun affirming our faith each Sunday using this historic creed. For some time, it had not been used at the church. Beginning with the new year, we've begun using the Apostles' Creed. And so we'll dive deeper into that with a series beginning next week. I invite you to join us then. I want to thank you for the gift and privilege of your time today and spending your time here with me on Soul Ramblings Podcast. And I invite you to click subscribe wherever you're listening right now, and you'll never miss a new episode of Soul Ramblings Podcast. And before I head out the door for the week, I give you this last piece of advice. If you believe in goodness and if you value the approval of God, fix your minds on whatever is true and honorable and just and pure and lovely and praiseworthy. Until next week, I'm Jerry Wicker, 
Have a great week. Grace and peace. Thanks for listening to Soul Ramblings with Jerry Wicker. Download new episodes every week. And if you haven't already, subscribe and be sure to leave us a rating and review. Soul Ramblings is a Tiki Hut Media production. Mm-hmm.